I'm Jasmine. I'm Nora. And I'm Ashley. We're at All, All Girls Considered. Considered. Today we're interviewing Jackie Huba. What did you study in school? I really liked math when I was in high school, mm-hmm. and there was one computer. This is back in the day. I'm not going to tell you the year. <laughs> uh, it was a long time ago, and at that time, they had one computer class in high school, and I mm-hmm. took it, and I got 100%. I loved it, and that was literally the only reason why I wanted to study computers in high school. I didn't even know what my job would be. Getting out of college, I just like computers, and wow. so that's why I um, studied computer science in college. It was interesting because my work now uh, doesn't have a whole lot to do with programming or mm-hmm. any of that, um, but it was a great background. Uh, what made you become a writer? It was completely an accident. Mm-hmm. So I, um, I had worked at IBM, and I got away from programming because I hated it. I hated coding. It, just, it wasn't for me. And I liked marketing, so I started doing all this marketing stuff. And then I worked in a marketing agency um, right when websites started. This is back in like 1999. And um, I was there for two years. And then one of the other leaders in the company and I left and we started our own consulting company. So we thought we would be marketing consultants. And we wrote an article. It was in the Chicago Tribune. We live in Chicago. And literally a publisher had emailed us. This doesn't happen today. This was back in the day, 2001. And a publisher said, would you guys be interested in writing a book based on your article? And we were like, what? We had never considered that. Wow. Uh, yeah, and I'm not a writer. I was someone who studied computer science. I did marketing stuff. But luckily, my business partner used to be a journalist for the Dallas Morning News. And he's like, we got this. No problem. We can do this together, and I will help you, know, help you learn writing. Mm-hmm. Um, well, what made you decide to carry this out? To actually keep writing? Yeah. Well, it's interesting. So um, when you write a book, especially a business book, um, there's only really two ways that you make money from books. Because this is what's interesting about books. Is if you go with a publisher today, like a large publisher, authors themselves only earn one or two dollars per book. So it's not very much money. So the only ways you make money is that you consult with business clients or you can speak for a living, right? You can be like a keynote speaker, speak at big conferences, and if you're really good, you can make money that way. And so um, you, you, as someone who's consulting or speaking, you need to keep having new things to talk about. And so every so often, you got to come out with a book. You really do to get all of your thoughts out. That's why clients will hire you, and that's why people want you to speak on new topics. So things are always changing um, and if this is the business you're in, you got to keep cranking out books. Even though I'm not a writer, <laughs> I do have crazily four books now. What is usually the inspiration for your writing? Uh, it's really interesting because the first two books that I wrote were about marketing, and I wrote them with my co-author. And I would say these are kind of pretty, I'm going to say, pretty average business books. They're, they're very standard business books. Um, uh, we uh, parted ways with our business, and um, I was studying customers and loyalty and all of these good things. And literally in 2009, I saw Lady Gaga. I mean, wow. like online, right? I saw her on TV. I saw her online. I was like, I'm just fascinated. I like the music. Yeah. She's your role model. Sorry? Is she your role model? I, I love her. I think she's amazing. And um, I started looking at her. Uh, she has become a role model for me. I mean, it started as me just liking the music. 
right? But because I study marketing and because I study how businesses build fan bases, Mm -hmm. I started looking at her and I started looking at how she was interacting with her fans. And she started calling them little monsters and she started doing all these amazing things um, and interacting with them and no other pop stars were doing it. And so for me, I could use her as almost a role model for businesses to say, hey, look at how Lady Gaga's interacting with her fans businesses should interact with their customers this way. You like really listen to them and try to inspire them and do these things that other businesses aren't doing. So in that way, she was a role model, I think, for businesses. So I wrote this whole book about her. Mm -hmm. But also just, I have to tell you, as a woman, I have been so impressed by her and her being honest about what she stands for, um, civil rights for lots of different groups. Um, And she's all about helping people be the best that they can be. And um, being twice her age and seeing her take risks, do things no one else has done, I've, I've just been so inspired by her. And she's, she was so much younger than me, and I just thought that was amazing. I mean, I, I researched Gaga for five years. I was on the fan sites every single day. It's so much work to write a book. Um, so even though you might write it and it takes you um, four months to maybe write it, you may have been researching for years. So in terms of um, writing a book, it might take you three to four months to actually write it, but the research takes years. Like Gaga was five years, um, and so that's really the hard part is it just takes forever. So if you look at, like, what, 25, 30 years, um, it took me about literally 12 years to get four books out. Wow. Um, Some people write them faster, but I have to be really inspired by my subject matter. So I don't have just a plan to just keep writing. Like, I have to really believe and be obsessed with whatever the topic is. Because it's such a hard project. If I don't like, if I'm not obsessed by the topic, then writing is a chore. And I'm not a writer by, you know, I didn't learn writing in school. So it's sort of not, doesn't come naturally to me. Okay. Oh, um, out of curiosity, what are the challenges of being a writer? Um, I think it depends on how you think I am, I'm not someone who is comfortable with a blank page and like, and just typing and writing thoughts out of my head. I, uh, I'm more of actually a speaker. So what I do to earn a living is I speak for a living and people pay me to keynote big conferences. So it, that's a struggle for me, um, in terms of being a writer. So the way I do it is I actually record my thoughts and then I have them transcribed into words because I'm much more. So I'll have people ask me questions. Well, I'll talk about the subject matter, get it all out, and transcribe into words. Because I just I am not a like writer by trade. I it's just not how I process and mm-hmm. think. Yeah. Um, and so that's how I approach it. Okay. Is there times you think of other people that are better role models than Lady Gaga? Other other role models um, than Lady Gaga? Mm-hmm. Um, I will tell you. I think RuPaul is an amazing role model. Do you ladies know who RuPaul is? Not that I know. He is a performer who uses a female character. So he's an actor, basically, right? And so um, he uh, is able to create, it's just like acting like you would see in a movie, but he's on a stage, right? And so there are folks who um, entertain by creating characters, and he creates a female character, even though he uh, is male. Mm-hmm. Um, but I, what I love about that is that he is a role model for people expressing the most amazing parts of themselves. And because like we can all dress up and sometimes when we dress up, it allows us to be someone outside of who we're afraid to be, especially as women. 
I feel like um, sometimes if we change the way we wear things or our hair or something, sometimes it makes us feel amazing. Like for Halloween, like we could be anything we want to be. And that's basically what he's doing. Except he's doing it for like entertainment mm-hmm. and for his show and things like that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, when we walk out, I mean, we're all creating characters. Like we come to school, we're, the, we're a student, right? At home, we might, amongst our friends, we might be like a friend with our parents were a daughter so we play these different roles and sometimes I don't think we even think about it and sometimes it expresses itself in what we put on that's really it's really cool it reminds me how I was like watching Disney Channel one day and then how these stars are talking about how like it's so fun to like to act and to dance and like you know and like how sometimes it could be easier to like play a character than to like be yourself well it's interesting because um in researching Lady Gaga um she was talking about how when she was 19 and she just got started in the record industry, it's very male dominated. And she was very kind of fearful. She's five foot one. She's tiny. And this is an industry she knew nothing about. Very powerful folks who she felt very intimidated when she created a character. Her name is Stephanie Germanata. She created this character called Lady Gaga. And she said, I did it for confidence. And if you remember when she first came out, I don't know if you guys remember in the beginning, she had really big wigs. She had really big shoulder pads. She had like eight inch heels. And all of a sudden she's giant, right? Like what she put on created power versus this tiny little thing that she felt that she was. Mm -hmm. And so she used in that way, um, you know, just putting this stuff on made her feel like a different person. It's almost like a superhero kind of character that she put on. All of a sudden she's very strong, right? And um, just such a young woman, but was able to use that. And that's a lot of what I talk about in one of my books, which is Fiercely You, which is like how to find these ways to create confidence and sometimes it's even just, you know, the changing what you, what you wear or creating a persona that's like Mm -hmm. a different name that you might think of yourself as. Is there certain times you feel like you want to be Lady Gaga herself or you want to have a part of her that you don't have? Well, here's what's funny. For this book, um, I actually created a character. So I have this alter ego I call Lady Trinity and it's just like Lady Gaga. Mm -hmm. Um, But for me, um, it's just something I created because in order to write the book, I wanted to make sure I could understand how to do that. And it's basically like putting on a costume. So I've created this character and she looks a certain way and she wears wigs and she has um, different outfits that I wouldn't normally wear. You know, they're crazier. Um, but it allows me to express things that I wouldn't normally express like in a business environment or in any kind of different environment. And it's fun. Like to be sparkly and the let sequins and just wear lots of different things. It's okay. really, really fun. Whenever you were in your elementary school year, what did you want to be whenever you grew up? That is a great question. I was not one of these kids who mm-hmm. had an idea. I, I, I never thought about what I wanted. I didn't know. I reminds me of one of my dad. I was I have to ask my dad. I'm like, Dad, what did you want to be as a kid? And he was just like, I wanted to be successful. I was just like, Yeah, but like, what? Did you have dreams, ambitions? Successful. I'm just like, Okay. <laughs> you know, um, that's funny. And I don't know. My dad was a steel worker. I from Pittsburgh, right? My mom didn't work for the longest time, so I didn't really have quite a role model in my mom and what she did. And um, so I never. I never in my younger years thought, oh, I want to be that thing. Mm-hmm. But I look back now, honestly, and 
the fact that, like, I see myself as a performer, even though I'm in the business world, I speak on stage and I talk to audiences of business people. I still see myself now as a performer. When I look back, when I was uh, in school, I um, did carnivals in my backyard where I was a fortune teller and I wore a costume. Um, or we choreographed dance routines in the front yard for, like, cars driving by. <laughs> or... Um, when I was in, um, let's see, ninth grade and 10th grade, I tried out for the kick line. Like, the, I don't know if you guys have pom-pom squad kick line. Yeah. Um, and then when I was in high, high school, I tried out for, we were called the sequinets. We were also the kick line. And I look at that and I'm like, wow, you see, look, look, oh, look at all the performances. Wow. Mm-hmm. I mean, like for some reason, that's just what I was attracted to. And I was always performing, even though I never went to dance, I never had a dance class. My mom never sent me, I wish I had. So I'd be a better dancer today because I'm not a very good dancer. Um, but I like being in costumes and I like dancing. And I never put that together until like the last, maybe last 10 years that look at my whole life. It's been around music and dancing and fun and costumes. Like, um, do you ever get nervous when you have to speak? Like, how do you prepare yourself? Mm-hmm. I get nervous every single time. Um, but I've been doing it for 15 years. So I'm less nervous. The most important thing about not being nervous is being super prepared. So I practice and I practice and I practice and I practice that talk over and over and over and over and over and over so that it just comes out. And I've already said the words so many times. So that when I get up on stage, I get the initial jitters right when I walk out um, and then it gets better. And one thing I do that a lot of speakers don't do that makes me feel more comfortable is I take a mic and I go into the audience. Most speakers stay up on the stage. Mm. But if I go into the audience and I'm just talking to you, it's like you're my friend. I don't know. You're in the audience. But it makes me feel like, oh, these are all my friends. And I'm just talking versus standing up on stage and having everyone stare at me. That is scary. Mm -hmm. Um, So I do a few things that make me feel a little more comfortable. Well, I think we have one more question. What would you like to say for the young girls and, you know, ladies out there listening to this podcast? Mm -hmm. I would say to um, the young ladies who are listening that um, don't be afraid to try new things in your, especially in your younger life. Don't be afraid to try things you've never tried before. Like be unafraid to try new, get into new clubs, try new things, new interests, new hobbies. Um, Because I think that it's a time to explore when we're young is just try everything, see what we like. And I think it helps us later in life know the kind of things where we want to steer ourselves. I said, try everything.